just the idea of creating a daily routine helps the mind to feel more stable. The mind craves for stability and consistency. And the more that you have consistent daily routines, your mind feels stable, you feel more relaxed, you're less apt to have those cortisone or cortisol spikes in the body that uh, that are caused like from stressful situations. The mind needs to feel like it is stable in order for the rest of your body to be in harmony. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, TV guest expert, and author. After self-hacking my mind and body to lose 30 pounds, I now help busy, overwhelmed women use stress as their superpower so that they can rise above it and become more calm, resilient, and physically fit. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and stress management habits, you'll also learn about the power of food to enhance your mental and physical well-being and how to overcome your battles with living a healthier lifestyle. The secret to eating healthier, improving your mood, and increasing your energy are not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your health journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Jaya Jaya Myra is a best-selling author, TEDx speaker, TV personality, and mind-body wellness expert, teaching the connections between spirituality, purpose, and health. Myra created the Well Method to teach people the four cornerstones necessary to create a healthy mindset and holistic approach to life. In her new book, The Soul of Purpose, a step-by-step approach to create a purpose-driven, healthy life, best-selling author and mind-body wellness expert Jaya Jaya Myra guides readers on a path to discovering their life's purpose and how it's foundational to improve or maintain physical, mental, and spiritual health. Welcome to the Mind Your Body show, Jaya Jaya Myra. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here today. I am so excited to have you here. We just got to chatting a little bit um, before I hit record, and I was explaining to Jaya Jaya that um, we have a lot of synergies in common with, you know, getting your mind right so that your body will follow and all of that. So we're definitely going to be diving into a lot of that type of content um, in today's episode. So again, thank you so much for being here. Oh, I cannot wait. This is my favorite topic to talk about. (laughs) Me too. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're up to in the world. Wow. So I'm up to a lot of different things. I I am an author. I'm a speaker. I actually run a um, PR and communications company. So I keep extremely busy in my day-to-day life, but really I'm working with people uh, all over who are looking to make the world a better place. So that is the one connecting thread is that everything I do is somehow tied to improving people's lives, their well-being, and leaving the world a little bit better than where we find it now. Oh, I love that. And the world definitely needs, needs more of what you have to offer these days. That's for sure. So Jaya Jaya, the, one of the first things I want to talk about is the well method. You have this system called the well method. So can you explain to us what that is and why it's key to a healthy mindset and overcoming obstacles? Yes, absolutely. I created the well method using the word well, W-E-L-L, as an uh, acronym for helping people to understand four cornerstones for creating a healthy mindset. The one thing that I learned during my own healing journey of recovering from debilitating fibromyalgia and doing it completely naturally was that you cannot do it if you do not cultivate a healthy mind first and foremost. So these four cornerstones enable people to create their own personalized approach to well-being, something that's going to work for them 
but it reminds you of things that are fundamentally important. Like the W is work-life harmony. And I say harmony and not balance for a reason, but we can get back to that. But what does that mean for you? So it's different for everyone, right? Some people may say, hey, I want the ability to work from home. I mean, most of us are during COVID anyway, right? But right. pre-COVID, that was definitely a thing. Maybe other people want time off to be able to care for kids uh, or a sick family member. Like there's certain priorities that we all have that we need to feel empowered and like we're gonna we're going to have good work-life harmony. So it's knowing what that means for you and being able to advocate for it. So the E uh, stands for expect excellence in yourself or enable it in others. This is huge because there's so many different things that we can do each and every day that are very simple that can help us to improve our mindset and our overall all well-being. But oftentimes we don't because we're not holding ourselves to those high expectations that we're capable of. So it's just remembering that you can always do something, even at something small to make your life better or to make someone else's life better. And then the two L stand for uh, live from a place of love and not fear and live your purpose. Uh, purpose is definitely foundational. I know that we're going to be talking about that as well. But love, not fear is a huge one because this relates to conscious mindset mm-hmm. and learning how to respond in the present moment and not react from past baggage or past experiences that have happened to us in life. So it's a reminder. Am I truly being present or do I have a bias in my mind that I need to learn to overcome so that I can be fully present here and now? and bring love and compassion to every situation. Oh my God. I love that. There's so much there that I want to unpack. Um, yeah, there's but- like a lot in each of those, <laughs> like, to like unpack, but they really do set like this, this cornerstone foundation for people because it's, how are you thinking about yourself and others? How are you interacting with yourself and others? Are you putting your health and your well being and your happiness first? All those questions, we should be able to answer yes if you're living by all four of those cornerstones. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, especially with everything that's happened with the pandemic as well, there's been a lot of, or not a lot, there's been a few research studies that have come out just talking about how women are really feeling the brunt of the effects of the pandemic because now they're taking on even more roles than they, you know, they were taking on before and the impact that's had on women and their mental health. Um, So, again, like what you talk about is so important. I really do hope that people pick up your book. And I also like that you talk about just doing one thing, just one thing to move you in that direction. Yeah. One thing can build synergy because you can pick one thing that creates synergy to where one plus one adds up to five. Like, Mm -hmm. see, you can see this now, but I have this cup of beautiful tea that I'm drinking, right? Do you want to know like the five things that this helps me do? Yes. Tell me. (laughs) tea, Tea is great for a variety of reasons. One, it has a little bit of caffeine that'll give you an energy boost if you need it. But despite that, it's got theanine, which is a compound that actually helps to calm you down and helps to focus the mind. So you can have a little bit of a boost of energy, but actually be focused and calm and composed at the same time. Two, tea has immune boosting qualities and strong antiviral antimicrobial qualities. So drinking a cup of tea every day can actually help prevent you from getting a viral infection, aka like COVID. Uh, So it's helping my focus, it's helping my creativity, it's helping. Uh, me to stay healthy. And it's a daily routine. Just the idea of creating a daily routine helps the mind to feel more stable. The mind craves for stability and consistency. And the more that you have consistent daily routines, your mind feels stable, you feel more relaxed, you're less apt to have those cortisone or cortisol spikes in the body that uh, that are caused like from stressful situations. 
the mind needs to feel like it is stable in order for the rest of your body to be in harmony. So Mm. one simple thing like my cup of tea here can facilitate all of these different outcomes, which are helping me to live a happier and a healthier life. Just, Mm. just from this one thing. I love that because in coaching my clients, the, one of the overall themes I'm hearing is that a loss of control, like people just kind of feel like everything's out of control. And I think a lot of that is because we don't have these routines anymore that we used to have. Right. Um, so I agree with you. Like even I found myself in a little bit of a rut as well, like during the pandemic, I would say maybe about six months in and I decided, okay, you know what, Trudy, you need a routine. So it was waking up a little bit earlier. It was, you know, reading a a few pages from a book doesn't necessarily have to be a whole chapter, but just a few pages from a, you know, a good book. So you get like a key takeaway, like, you know, Jaya Jaira's book, which we're going to talk about, (laughs) um, you know, meditating for a few minutes and then exercise. So for you, it's tea for me, it's exercise. I find when I exercise, it kind of makes everything else flow into place. Mm -hmm. And especially if it's yoga and then I do a meditation right afterwards, it just like the rest of the day is just like butter. Like everything just kind of flows like more smoothly. So I'm so glad that you touched on that. Oh, I, I agree. I have multiple daily routines. The tea is just one of them. I start my day with tea. I usually have it later in the day. Exercise is huge. Uh, Mindfulness meditation is huge, but you got to find what those daily routines are for you. But that stability just having that consistency will help you to feel happier just because you're doing something consistently. If you don't have a consistent daily routine, there's no way that you can expect your mental health to be in a good place. Mm -hmm. I agree. So let's talk about your book, The Soul of Purpose. What inspired you to write the book? Well, I was inspired to write the book because I think a lot of people don't understand what a real healing journey looks like, especially when you're overcoming a debilitating illness. Uh, For me, that was fibromyalgia. So just like when you go to school, uh, maybe I went to school actually to be a research scientist. That was what I did at the start of my career. So what you learn in school is very different than the day-to-day application of what you're doing in a job. And Mm -hmm. I find that living a healing journey is the same thing. Like you can learn theory, you can learn tips and tricks from people, but when it comes to actually living things in day-to-day life, that is a whole nother story. So the book does go through the theory piece at the beginning. And we talk about the well method and I have a blueprint that helps people create their own bespoke wellness plan. But the whole second half is step-by-step, like the steps that I took and the order that I did different things in and what it looked like in my day-to-day life that actually facilitated me getting better. Because if you try to do some things too early, you're not going to be able to create that synergy that we talked Mm -hmm. about. But if you do things in a certain sequential order, and just take them one step at a time, they're going to help you build synergy to where everything else becomes easier and easier as you keep taking those steps forward. I love that. And I'll make sure that I place a link in the show notes below so everybody can grab her book. Um, So can we talk about how you found your own purpose? Yeah, I think my purpose has always been as a healer. That's uh, what I said when I was a kid. I told God I wanted to help heal people and heal the world. So of course, as a kid, I always thought that meant I'd be a doctor, right? Well, (laughs) universe led me in a completely different direction, but I have ended up being able to do exactly what I wanted to do. I mean, being able to overcome fibromyalgia and anxiety and depression completely naturally is huge. Mm -hmm. And even the World Health Organization knows that about 90% of all the modern diseases that we face, they're due to our lifestyle choices, like literally how you're living your life. So teaching people how to find their purpose, I have found is instrumental to everything, because it's like this connection between spirituality and health. 
You know, we are always told, like, if you grew up in church, I know I was always told that God made you perfect. Everything about you is created there for a reason. But if you actually dig into spiritual science, if you dig into Ayurveda, traditional Chinese medicine more deeply, like you start to understand why that is true. And the reason is because purpose creates everything about your constitution. Like Ayurveda and Chinese medicine utilize a five element constitution to help you understand how to stay well and how to understand your psychological temperament, your emotions, all of that. Well, purpose actually creates everything that there is about you. It creates your entire constitution, your physical body type, your psychological disposition, your innate talents and gifts. So these were all given to you so that you could fulfill your reason for being here. And so everything is so closely interconnected and intertwined that as long as you are using your talents and your gifts, you are likely going to be moving in that direction of living your purpose and facilitating health and facilitating happiness and facilitating success in everything that you're doing. It sounds like very, very simple and easy. And we all know that it's not, but there are so many things that link all of this together. that if you really do start to hone in on what your purpose is and start living it, you're going to see dramatic changes in everything in your life. Did you know that the very foods you turn to to manage stress and fatigue are actually formulated to keep you hooked? These foods attack the very part of your brain responsible for regulating mood and stress, making your problem worse in the long term while increasing your risk of serious illness. In my free Rise and Strive ebook, you'll discover some key vitamins and nutrients that may help to improve your mood and reduce stress. No excuses. Now is the time to build up your body's defenses so that you can achieve more calm while protecting your body against serious illness. Go get your free ebook by clicking on the link in the show notes or heading to trudyestone.com forward slash rise and strive. Let me know which foods you'll eat more of to manage stress. Mm, yeah, I agree with that 110%. Um, my husband actually used to be in learning and development and HR. And, you know, he would talk to me about the amount of people that he saw go on stress leave just because they were just so completely stressed out at work. And, and I think a lot of that, and he sees he's also a personal development coach, and he sees that it's people just not living out their purpose, right? So, yeah. so much of what you said, like, I completely resonate with. So knowing that, Jaya Jara, how does living a purpose-driven life impact your mental as well as your physical health? So if you are living your purpose, you are automatically going to have more energy and more vitality for everything that you're doing. Have you noticed that when you're doing something that you enjoy, that it seems like time flies or you, you just don't stop, you have boundless energy, but if you're doing something that you hate doing or you're not good at, it's like, time will not go by and it just seems to drag. And so by the time you're actually done with something, you're tired, you're exhausted just because you don't like doing it. So the more that you're doing things that you like, that you're good at, you automatically have more energy to accomplish those goals, to get your work done. And you're going to be in a much better mental state than if you spend eight hours of your day doing something that you absolutely hate. And again, Mm -hmm. maybe that, that sounds very simplistic, but take some time to think about it. Can you actually structure your days in such a way that you're doing things that make you feel fulfilled and happy? You are going to be able to accomplish so much more than if you're focusing on the things that, you know, that seem like they're just like dragging you down constantly. Mm, So true. So I want to talk a little bit about the connection between spirituality and character development. What is that connection? 
I really think that spirituality and character development are the same thing because growing spiritually, growing in consciousness is really becoming more in alignment with yourself, like with your highest self, like your deepest calling and potential. And to do that, we have to overcome our baggage, our shadow side. Uh, We have to learn how to turn the painful situations in our life into opportunities and be able to see them through a positive lens, because truly nothing is ever given to us that we are not capable of handling. So if it is in your path and you have experienced it, it is for a reason and it is there to make you a better, more capable person. So growing spiritually to me really is growing in consciousness and just becoming one and unified with all of these different things, understanding your connection to the whole universe and just understanding that there is a purpose in everything, just like you have a purpose for being here. I think when a lot of people think about uh, religion, spirituality, you think about worshiping God. When I think about religion or spirituality, I think about uniting with the God that's already in my heart. Like, I think all religions teach that God is inside of us. So it's more this unification so that you don't seem like you're divided. You don't feel like, uh, like you're unworthy or incapable. You feel like you are there. You're present. You're able to receive all this grace and goodness and good things in your life because you are identified with that highest part of yourself. And you've been able to overcome the negativity, the shadow side, all the obstacles that would keep you away from that. So to me, I I really think that they're one and the same. I don't think about it as worshiping God. I think that worshiping God is emulating those godlike aspects in day-to-day life and helping to make the world better. Mm, I love the way that you kind of, you know, string all of that together. It's it's amazing. So I know you have a passion for nutrition like I do, Jaya Jaira. (laughs) And you're like huge, just because it's like foundational for mental health. Right, right. So let's talk about that. Like, is nutrition the future of mental health care? And why? Oh, man, I definitely think it is the future of mental health care, because science now knows all of these interconnections between well, there's, there's numerous, but the gut brain access. So Mm -hmm. what's going on with your microbiome, all of those little bacteria and viruses and fungi that live inside of you, they actually are this fully functioning microbiome that helps to keep you happy and healthy and mentally stable. And if your microbiome gets out of whack in your gut, it is actually linked to depression and stress and anxiety in the mind. So just by consuming probiotics, which that is the microbiome itself, by nourishing them with prebiotics, which is essentially insoluble fiber, you are helping to stave off depression and stress and anxiety. You also have microbiome on your skin. Uh, You probably got about seven or eight pounds of microbes in your body at any given time. And these are keeping you absolutely healthy. So there's that connection between the gut and the brain. There's also the connection between your happy hormones or your neurotransmitters in the body. Uh, like dopamine, serotonin, melatonin that helps you sleep. All of these things can be facilitated through food and serotonin and melatonin in particular, these two, 90% of that is created in the gut. It's based on what you eat, even though we think about it as being a, a chemical that affects brain chemistry. So the foods that you're eating are going to help the body produce serotonin, which is going to calm you down, make you a little chill and happy. Uh, And then that's later going to metabolize to melatonin in the body, which is going to help you to get a good night's sleep. So this is all facilitated through food. You can get dopamine through exercise as well, like you were talking about earlier. But if you don't eat a proper diet, 
uh, you're not going to be able to facilitate those happy hormones in your body in a productive and an effective way. So you need to eat the right foods and you also need to start avoiding the things which are being toxic and preventing the body from making those chemicals naturally. Right. Yeah. And that's a huge area of my practice is just using foods to enhance mood, um, foods to help to alleviate symptoms of depression and anxiety. And also when we look at, you know, the countries in the world that have the highest rates of depression, they also have the highest um, intake of sugar as well. So there's definitely um, a link there too. There's a huge correlation because science now knows that depression is primarily caused due to inflammation in the body, not necessarily due to a chemical imbalance. And inflammation is the cause. It's like the cause of depression, right? So if you're depressed, you probably don't have a chemical imbalance. You probably have inflammation in the body. Sugar is highly, highly, highly inflammatory. Those are like two of the things that I highly recommend anyone either with chronic pain conditions, because inflammation also causes pain in the body. Uh, If you have pain in the body or you're suffering from stress, anxiety, depression, I would say try to eliminate dairy and try to like at least minimize, eliminate processed sugars out of your diet. It's going to go a long way for making you feel better. Oh, so true. So Jaya Jaira, I have a question that I ask all of my mind your body guests, and that is what is your favorite way to take care of your mind and your body? My favorite way to take care of my mind and my body. Well, I do love food. We, we all love eating amazing foods. Um, but honestly, it's the small things that I do that make me feel more connected to that God inside of me. Because whenever I feel connected, I know that I'm putting that energy out into the world. So whether it's the small thing that's helping keep me stay balanced, like a cup of tea or hopping on my elliptical trainer in the morning, just whenever I'm able to get into those moments where I feel truly, truly connected to source, like for me, that's really where it's at. Because Mm -hmm. then it's like this joy just radiates from the depth of your being. And it just pours out into everything else that you do. Mm, I love that. And I think those moments can only happen. And you can, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, when you just take that time for yourself, you know, rather than just rushing through, because a lot of us are just rushing through life, we're checking things off the box, checking things off the list, and moving from one thing to the next without having that time with self without having that solitude to really listen and to understand what your mind's trying to tell you what your body's trying to tell you. So, you know, I'm glad that you touched on that. And that can be through meditation. Sometimes it can just happen when I'm out on a walk. Like there's no definitive thing that that's like a causation for that. Uh, You know, like a lot of people that you think you find that when you're sitting quietly, I find it oftentimes when I'm active and I'm doing something, but it's just about being tuned in like to that source energy and understanding I am a part of this whole, I'm going to use that to make this world a better place. Uh, and knowing that I'm a conduit for that because I'm expecting excellence in myself. I'm helping to enable it in other people. I'm living my purpose. It's kind of like when all of that stuff comes together, you just have these moments, these brilliant moments of joy that radiate through everything. Mm, I love that. So Jaya Jaya, this was a phenomenal interview. Thank you so much for, you know, talking to us more about how we can, you know, find our life's purpose and the importance of purpose for our mental health and for our body. Um, Where can people find you if they want more of you? Super easy to find online, jayajayamira.com. All my social media handles are at jayajayamira and the book is available through any major bookseller worldwide. 
And I will make sure that I place all the links where you can find Jaya Jaya in the show notes. So thank you so much for being on the Mind Your Body show this week. Um, it was my pleasure again to have you here and to discuss a lot of the things that I think you know people need help with these days um, to just help them to live healthier, happier lives. So thank you so much again, Jaya Jaya, for being on the Mind Your Body show. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to TrudyEstone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in. 